What is going on guys? My name is Jared and on this episode of the JVR Podcast, I bring you guys a world class actor. Cause we're gonna be Welcome to another episode, guys. I'm here with Fonty. Fonty, you just want to give yourself a quick intro? What's up, guys? I'm Fonty. You might have seen me on uh, UDY, his YouTube channel with over four point something million now. Uh, we're growing like crazy. Uh, Sergio Mejia, Leslie Moreno, uh, all of those guys. Uh, so I'm always, you know, always that guy that's pretty crazy and all. Uh, but Jared had asked me to to do this interview, and I was I was down to do it. Wait, so I'm just curious. Um, do a lot of people hit you up for this? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So Actually, what, made, what made you say yes to this one? <laughs> so I mean, I normally I'm not the type of guy that'll just be like, no, like you have no following or anything like that. Right. Like I'm typically pretty humble about everything. Honestly, I I really like anybody who wants to interview me. Like I take it as like, thanks, man. Like I appreciate it. I'd love to do it, you know, because everybody offers like different things, you know what I'm saying? So like, for instance, like you could have a, a really dope channel and all that stuff. But if the person's like genuine and I can see that they're being genuine, then there's no doubt in my mind to, you know, do the interview. Right. For sure. For sure. Was it was it also because of the audio message? Because I sent that shit for like to like a hundred other people, dude. And like I've, I've got some really good responses. I'm I'm not gonna lie, dude. You uh you did a really good impersonation <laughs> of Jordan Belfort and yeah. uh Wolf of Wall Street is like one of my favorite. Hey, me too. What's your favorite scene? Uh God. I don't know, man. Uh the, probably one of the funniest parts to me is when they're taking the quaaludes and it's oh. like the pool table scene and like everything's just haywire and going nuts. I don't know, that's like probably one of my favorite ones. Oh, was it the one where like um where he met Heidi or whatever? whatever name yes. Is? Oh, Naomi. Yes. Naomi. I'm trying to figure out what my favorite scene was. I think it was the, okay either the sales pitch one, or yeah. probably dude. I don't know. It was a three hour movie. But the thing I liked about Wolf of Wall Street was that it was super continuous. Like it was just continuous, you know. Exactly. Like, like other movies, they just like there's like a lot of fillers and all that. Like Wolf of Wall Street is probably like the best one. So other than exactly. Wolf of Wall Street, do you have any other like favorite movies or what shows? Uh, honestly, man, I, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not like, you know, even though I'm an actor, I don't find myself behind like TV, like actually watching it. I feel like I'm more of a, more of a content creator or somebody who like watches more YouTube videos than anything like that. Um, I watch David Dobrik all the time on YouTube. Um, he's like probably one of my favorite YouTubers other than, you know, our channel. Um, but other than that, there's only one other show that I've ever really watched and it was on Netflix and it's called Arrested Development. And, uh, that's probably my favorite TV series. What was that? Like, what did they do? It's like a, so it's about this like rich family who like goes broke and their, um, their, their dad basically, uh, gets caught with a bunch of fraudulent, um, invest investors and all that kind of stuff. And then the whole family is just like the typical rich family. They like don't know how to fend for themselves. They're freaking out over little things. But it's got Jason Bateman in it, and it's oh. just hysterical. Have you watched um, Catch Me If You Can? Because I know you're into like you know, like scams and shit. You know. 
Yeah, um, I honestly, I haven't watched Catch Me If You Can. Do you need to watch it? Come on, it's like one of the best movies with Leo in it. Oh, really? No, yeah. man, honestly, I have never seen it. Well, you gotta watch it, man. After this, after this call, if you're not if you're not busy, you gotta watch it. So, All a right, question, I'll... yeah, a question I have for you is, um, what kind of actor are you? Like, when, like, when and where did you start this, and why? Um, so I actually started out. Um, I never, you know, I never really pictured myself as an actor. Um, but I, I just fell into the crowd, I guess you could say, and I found like a passion for doing it. I started out on a, on a live streaming app called live me. And, um, a lot of people were like, man, you have like full blown conversations with yourself, you know, like all my friends and all that stuff were like, who are you talking to? You know? And after a while I started to realize like, Hey, I'm not only talking to my phone and I'm talking to people that are actually like messaging me back and stuff that I can't see, but I'm actually like really good at improv, you know, like I really like anything that could really, you know, spark a conversation. Like for instance, like when we would get gifts or something on the app, right. Um, a lot of people would just be like, Oh, thanks for, you know, the boat or whatever. And like somebody would send me a boat and like, I would like freak out and like act like I was drowning or some shit, you know, just like something stupid and kids like really liked it. And I don't know, I blew up on that app and then, uh, I met a couple, a uh, couple people that were in the industry, like Instagram videos and all that kind of stuff. And they put me, um, in contact with Lele Pons and, uh, then she kind of gave me my start, uh, as far as, you know, making videos and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then after that, um, I used to film with a guy named Who Man, uh, which he kind of does all the gold digger pranks and all that stuff. Um, and through meeting Who Man, I met Sergio and then, uh, Sergio was just like, Hey man, you need to be a regular on the show. And from there it's been two years now. So, so like, what's the system behind like, uh, you know, Sergio's team, like you get paid on a daily basis or like, how does that work? Man, to be honest, no, man. Like we're all we're all just a group of friends that love to film and I mean, to be honest, dude, we only we only rack in exposure, you know? Right. Um, I think we to to be honest, all of us are very successful in our own ways. You know, I'm a salesman. I make a lot of money and I'm very blessed to be where I'm at. Uh, I live in Louisiana and I fly back and forth to like film videos and stuff like that. Sergio is an entrepreneur and a YouTuber and started out from like dirt poor to, you know, making a lot of money. Uh, Leslie does her own dancing stuff. Uh, Denzi does his own dancing stuff. There's the whole team's just like really self-efficient. And I think um, if it weren't for, for, you know, being self-efficient, the whole entire group, uh, I, I don't think Sergio would keep anybody on the team unless, you know, um, we all knew what we were doing, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. I, it, it really, honestly, and, and truly, it just became a, you know, we, we were talking about it. Sergio hit me up and was like, hey, man, we're, we're filming this brand new show. It's going to be stupid balls to the walls crazy. And I don't think you can handle it. And I was like, sign me the fuck up. Let's go. You know, uh, and it, it just, he was like, there's, you know, there's no pay or anything like that. Well, actually, he told me, he was like, I can pay you per video, but I was like, dude, honestly, I don't really care about being paid. I was like, at the end of the day, like I'm an entrepreneur too. I know that, you know, exposure is a little better than, uh, than having, you know, money and all that stuff. Uh, just because 
uh, a lot of people don't see it, you know, and it's like, you just said, thank you. So you're clearly on my side with it. A lot of people think that, you know, um, Instagrammers or YouTubers or all this stuff, like they don't see the value in actually being a YouTuber or a social media influencer or anything like that. Right. Um, I also have a voice in a social media community and it's, it's really awesome to be able to, you know, uh, talk to other people who are maybe going through the same things that I am and I can, you know, inspire them to do something, um, a little bit, uh, a little bit better, uh, because I've been in that situation before and I can kind of give them, um, you know, uh, a light at the end of the tunnel to kind of help them out. I also, um, on top of that, it's a business, you know? So when ads reach out to me or anything like that, you know, it, it goes from, Hey, can, you know, can you promote my stuff? Uh, you know, I, I really would appreciate it. That's when it kind of turns into a business mindset. You know, um, I have a platform with thousands of, of supporters and, yeah, I, I can help you out type thing. And it's kind of the same thing with supply and demand, kind of how they were explaining on, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. And that's right. one of my, why it's my, one of my favorite movies is because it's so real, so raw, and it's straight to the point. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to be rich and I want to be an influencer and I want to be all these things. But do you actually, and will you actually put in the time that we actually do the stuff that's behind the scenes, the, you know, the emotional stress and all that kind of stuff um, that, you know, that we put through and, and go through every single day. Um, but, it, you know, a lot of people say they want to they want this lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. But then when it comes down to it, they're like, man, fuck that. They don't do anything, you know. Um, and in reality, I mean, we're just like normal people. And I think people, you know, forget that. Uh, just because we're seen on this big channel or, you know, on TV or whatever, um, we're, you know, we're still normal. We're still, we're still breathing. We're still bleeding. You know, uh, we're, we're normal and, and people forget that, you know? Yeah, dude, like going on Instagram, going to my Explorer feed, it just pisses me off when I go to like someone's, uh, someone's account and it says entrepreneur and I look at their feed and it has nothing on it. Like, you can tell they don't even put any work on it. And I think like, yeah. the reason why like entrepreneurship is like, you know, it's glamorized because, you know, like the cars, the fancy shit, but they don't like right. take account for like the, the 95% of it where you're like hustling and grinding and literally like not getting enough sleep at night, you know, like that type of shit. And like, I don't think that's for everyone, you know? Exactly. No, it's, it's, you know, it's just like I was talking to my boss, you know, I'm in sales. So, right. I mean, as you know, it's a numbers game and it's, it's the, the gift of gab, man. You gotta, you have to be on your toes at all times and you have to be, you have to be ready for that. No, um, you know, a thousand times before you get a yes, you know, uh, it's, it's honestly, dude, it's, it's so awesome to hear like somebody is, you know, how old are you? I'm 17, bro. Just got out of high school. Just got out of high school. You're 17. I'm I'm 23, and you probably know a little bit more than I do on the entrepreneur side. I don't know. What do you What do you know? What do you know? Uh, I mean, I used to I used to do kind of like, um, I I I got myself into pyramid schemes when I was like 16. Everyone has, bro. It's okay. Um, (laughs) It literally, and and I made a lot of money from it, and I, you know, honestly, I I loved it. I loved the fact that. Um, I could do my own thing and like, I didn't see it as, Hey, I'm getting ripped off. I'm getting ripped off for this. I'm not making that much money. And this person at the very top is making that much more money. You know, uh, the way I saw it was I'm getting a cut of this shit. Why am I crying? And I could be at, I could be at that point 
if, you know, if I just work my ass off just like they are, you know, it, it's, it's to the point of where I feel like a lot of people, you know, like whatever they want to be an entrepreneur and all that stuff, like they do like a three month trial and then they realize how hard it is. And they're like, I don't want to do this. You know, uh, right. it's, the, it's the same thing with like sales. I, I talk to so many people who are like, yeah, I used to have a sales job and all this stuff and man, it just wasn't worth it. And I'm like, how? Dude, I'm bringing home five figures every fucking check. How are you going to tell me it's not worth it? You just have to put in the work, you know? I think and, I think a part of it is, uh, you know, the, the reason why people don't like sales is because they suck at it. it. That's so true. And, you know, like I was talking to my dad. My dad's been in the automotive industry for a long time, you know, since he was like 15. He, he ended up like, you know, talking to, uh, talking to a dealership and getting on uh, – at a, at a very young age, you know, and now he's like a really, really high up there um, with the corporation and all that stuff. But we were talking and he was like, you know, you're, you're closing $20,000, $30,000 in debt, you know, whereas people wish they could do that. And I'm like, well, I just don't see how they can't do it and I can do it. You know, it's to me, I feel like even if I wasn't good at talking, I feel like I could teach myself to be good at talking. And it's all about, you know, um, it's all about how hard you, you, you want it. You know, uh, if you, if you go around life saying, you know, I'm going to be a half-asser, then you're going to be a fucking half-asser, right? If you say that I'm going to go full-fledged balls to the wall with this shit, no matter what I do, I'm going to be good at everything I do, then you're going to be good at everything you do. It's a mindset, you know? Exactly, dude. And um, when exactly did you get into sales? Were you always like a, a naturally good salesman? Um, dude, honestly, my grandpa used to tell me when I was little that I was a born negotiator. And he was like, you know, it was just little signs. Like when I was like four years old, we'd be throwing the ball out, you know, in the yard or whatever. And he'd be like, okay, time, you know, time to come in. And I'm like, no, two more, you know, two more. And he's like, uh, no, no, two more, you know, one more. And I'm like, four more, four more. We're done. Uh, we'll go get lemonade. Blah blah. I was just doing this stuff at four. You know, right. and it's like a lot of people don't see it as that. They see it as, oh, he's being cute. He wants to get a grandpa lemonade, blah, 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 blah. But what I was doing was learning how to negotiate at a very young age. And the fact that it just, you know, they say that um, you can't really teach somebody to be a salesman. Uh, salesmen are born, you know, and that's it's so true because it's like if I threw, you know, this random Joe Schmo that's been uh, uh, at a cash register for you know, 10 years out of his life into a sales position, he wouldn't know what the fuck to do, you know, whereas I could throw somebody who is a, um, you know, an outcast in high school who gets C's on, on tests and shit versus A's and all that stuff, um, into that position and they're making fucking, you know, millions a year. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's all perception. You know, one of the craziest things is, I remember uh, my teachers always used to tell me that I was never going to amount to shit, right? Because I was always the class clown. I was always the kid that got in trouble all the time. I was always the one that showed up late for class, all that kind of stuff. And it didn't dawn on me that I was too good for school. I already realized that I didn't need any of that shit that they were teaching me other than basic math and all that stuff to survive, right? And it's survival of the fittest whenever you get into the real world. Right. There's people who think that they need to go through a four year degree um, 
you know, or college to, to get it, to, to get a degree. Right. And I, I believe that if you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be a fucking lawyer or some shit, then yeah, man, of course go for it. But there's nothing in this world that can stop you from being what you want to be unless you are doing like a position, like a brain surgeon or some crazy shit, you know? Um, there's people who, who don't even have fucking degrees and they're on top of these people that are doctors and lawyers and all that shit. And it's because they have the mindset of I can versus I'm going to do what normality wants me to fucking do. Yeah. Have you, have you read, um, rich dad, poor dad? Cause it's, it talks it's like about the same thing. I dude, honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't read that much. Hey, I don't I, read either. I, I read audiobooks. I I can't read for shit. Yeah. Dude, I honestly, I when I read a book, I fall asleep within like the first fucking three pages. It's just boring to me, you know. Yeah. Um. So even movies, man. Like my girlfriend, every time she gets home at work or gets home from work, she's like, "Hey, let's watch a movie," you know. And I'm fucking thirty minutes into it, I'm knocked out. And it's just because I work my ass off, you know. Right. Um. And and I've I've got like I am ADHD, so I'm very you know I'm very hyperactive. But at the same time, I also have my crashes. You know, if I work my ass off for eight hours a day, uh, even just bare minimum, uh, I'm gonna fall asleep as soon as I get home or sit down or relax. That's just my body, you know. Um, but yeah, dude, honestly, I, I I don't really read. I wish I could, you know, sit down and read a book and you know, be patient, but I can't <laughs> like I'm the guy that waits for all the movies and shit and misses out on all the really good details and shit. Does your girlfriend get pissed off when you like fall asleep and you miss something? Oh dude, every time, <laughs> every time, man. She, uh, she actually got mad at me, uh, last night. She was like, you always fall asleep. And you know, I worked my ass off. What was the movie? Uh, I think it was called the oh, it was called the Upside with Kevin Hart and uh, and, and the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. What was that about? I don't, I've never watched that. It was really good, man. It was it was about a um, uh, he's a what is it paraplegic, oh. and uh, he's actually he's in a wheelchair, so uh, he uses his wheelchair and all that stuff to kind of mess you know uh, move around, um, and and all that kind of stuff. But he hires um, Kevin Hart as his like. Um, his caregiver basically he moves him from wheelchair to the bed he kind of helps him shower he helps him you know go to the bathroom kind of stuff like that right 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 um, and it's really good because like in the beginning like i don't want to spoil the movie for you but in the beginning kevin is just like this you know asshole he's this thug he doesn't give a fuck and like it's just so cool watching because kevin hart is this comedian right and he just puts on this persona of this thug and the whole time you're like dude make me laugh you know but he doesn't and he he plays like a solid character but anyways he's he literally plays this like thuggish character that in the beginning is like hesitant about taking the job telling him that you know he doesn't need the job he just needs signatures signed so that he can get off parole and all that kind of shit and then it ends up that he uh he makes really good friends with with the guy um throughout life and they become like really best friends like pretty good pretty good friends afterwards so it, it was really cool um i actually i fell asleep halfway through it um but <laughs> to, from what i watched it was really good uh dude, dude that reminds me do you know that guy with like no limbs but he's like super grateful at life and uh he i think he's talked on stage too i don't know if you know him uh stephen hawking no 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 he, no he has limbs what do you <laughs> 
He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'm I talking was... about. I think his name is um. I think it's like Nick something. His last name ends with a V. But he has a dude, wife and dude, kids and all that. It's fucking crazy. Honestly, dude, I I I've never I've never seen it. You never seen him? Nah. Hmm. Should look him up. Um. Anyways, um. Onto the under the part with ADHD. So, like, dude, a lot of kids with ADHD they get um diagnosed with ADHD and they're given Adderall. What are your thoughts on that? Dude, honestly, um, I have bad experience with Adderall. I'm Me not, too. I don't like it. Uh, first of all, everybody that you know is diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, I think as a now. Doctors, it's so hard to like actually get a real di- diagnosis, you know. Uh, I feel like a lot of doctors um, just diagnose you to diagnose you so they can fucking give you medicine and fucking make money at the end of the day. Um, very few out there actually care about what's going on, you know. Um, but honestly, dude, Adderall changed my life. It fucked me up to no end. And I did not like it at all, man. It's first of all, if, if you don't know what Adderall is, it's methamphetamine. It's literally just fucking, you know. Um, yep. It's, it's, it's down to the core, clear, and purified uh, methamphetamine. It's not good for you by any means. And for what reason, we are putting it in our bodies and it is legal. Um, but the crackhead down the street, you know, goes to jail for 20 plus years um, for selling it on the street. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, dude, like, uh, sorry, continue. No yeah, so, like, um, I don't really understand why Adderall is, um, legal. I mean, other than, like, making money and shit, but I don't understand why, like, LSD or, like, other, like, psychedelics that can actually be beneficial, that can be, like, beneficial. Like, I don't know why, that like, those are illegal. It doesn't make sense to me. Is it because of the right. money part, or, like, wh- what do you think? Man, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I feel like it... <laughs> At the end of the day, I feel like it, it is just a money gimmick, you know? I, I don't think that it actually benefits you by any means or anything like that. Yeah, because um, if you look in the UK, um, all drugs are legal and, you know, it's it's actually, um, what's it called? Like, if you have problems, you can go to, like, a hospital or whatever and, like, no one will judge you. Like, I'm right. like, here, like, you'll, you'll get fucking arrested if you shoot down meth. Right. And that's, and that's, uh, exactly, it, it just makes no sense. <laughs> so, dude, like, um, looking at both sides of Adderall, um, there's there's a good side and there's a bad side. The good side is obviously like the euphoria you feel for a couple hours, and then after that, it goes down to hell. So, can do you have any like bad experiences or any good experiences while you're on Adderall? Like, just how you felt? Man, honestly, I just I when I took Adderall, man, I, I just did not feel like myself. I I didn't. Um, it never really benefited me any like at all, and I. I, I Honestly, I like I can't even explain to to think about all the the kids that are being prescribed Adderall and the people who use Adderall to stay awake and shit. Like it is literally methamphetamine. It is eating your brain. It is is terrible for you. Um, and you know people just don't understand that. It's people think nowadays that you know um, they can take five Tylenols or they can you know take five Advils and they'll be okay because they can buy it over the counter. When in fact that stuff is actually worse for you than half of the stuff that is prescribed, you know. Um, so I mean, it's it's honestly, dude. I feel like it, at the end of the day, it's. I mean, we live in a sick world. I mean, look, look at you know all the, the sh- school shootings and shit like that, man. It's just, <clears throat> I feel like the world is just going sour, 
and I feel like that, you know, there's people out there who actually care about people, and then there's other people who don't, you know, they're just out there to, to make money, and that's pretty much it. What do you think the root cause of these, like, school shootings? Because, like, you know, like, if you go back, like, 15, 20 years back in the past, like, you know, it wasn't really prominent, you know? Right. Um, I feel like, um, I feel like a really big thing has to do with social media, to be honest. Um, I feel like, you know, back when there wasn't social media or anything like that, you really couldn't, that people say that you, you really, it was like a, a, a door closed. You didn't really know what was going on, um, and all that stuff, which in fact was not true because think about whenever influencers like myself or, you know, um, big people like David Dobrik or anybody like that, um, think about what they, you know, what they did and how they got their views. I mean, you know, David, for instance, hires like all these big people to be in his videos and, you know, makes crazy ass content. Um, and you never would see that in a real life experience, right? Other than YouTube. Um, so it's all just for a view thing. And I feel like there's so many people that are maybe at the point of wanting to be influencers or even just want to be heard or seen. And you know, it's, it's all about being the best, I guess. And these people think that it's okay just to go around, you know, shooting shit up. You know, I never really thought of that way. Cause you know, I always thought the source was probably the parents, you know? Right. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I always thought it was the parents. Cause think about it, if you go home and you got bullied, you know, if you went home to like a broken house, it would just add on to like all that emotional trauma you experienced in school. But you know, if you had parents that cared for you, asked you how your day was and all that, that like all that could have maybe been prevented. I'm probably wrong, but those are just my right. thoughts. Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, I feel I feel that um, to a whole nother to a whole nother extent, man. I feel like it it does have to do with the household, but then again, I feel like it doesn't because my dad, for instance, you know, grew up. Um, you know, very poor and all that stuff. And, and, you know, he's turned his life around, but his mom and dad were not there for him, you know? Right. Um, but he's, he's a great person. You know, I feel like it's all perception and I feel like it's what you want to make of yourself. And hey, I, give me one second real quick. I'm going to yeah. call my girlfriend cause she's blowing my phone up. Yeah, go for sure, dude. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Hold on. Give me one second. Yeah, you're good. I'm trying to make sure she's okay. Oh my lord! I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to call her. She's not answering. Is she like stuck in the middle of nowhere? I have no idea. She's like calling me a bunch. She called me out of nowhere, like on my phone. You guys but live like, together? Not... Yeah, but it's like she's not answering my other phone. Oh, you have two phones. One for business, one personal, huh? Yup. Hey. This is actually my personal. I'm calling her at my business. Oh, okay. Give me one second. I'm going to call her on this phone, and I'm going to call you back. Yeah, go for it, dude. All right, cool. All right, my guy. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> hey, all good. Is she good? Yeah, no, no, no. She's solid. Um, she was walking down a dark alleyway, and she said there was a bunch of dudes or some shit. Um, but she kind of got in her car, and they left. So that's good. Um, <clears throat> we live in Louisiana, so there's no telling what happens here. 
Wait, so is it like a is it like a good place to live in or what? I mean, yeah, of course. It's it's really nice. Uh, but she works kind of in the shitty part of town. Right. Um, unfortunately, I've been trying to get her to be like a secretary or something like that. But she likes being a waitress. Well, what so. is she trying to do? Uh, she wants to be a school teacher. Oh, is she Which like all me that? out because there's so many fucking school shootings and shit. Dude, I know. I I feel. What do you think the next trend is gonna? I don't. I don't like saying trend, but what do you think the next trend is gonna be? Dude, honestly, it's so sick to even find out. I don't know. You know, a lot of people think that. Um, a lot of people think that you know we should control guns and all that stuff. But in fact, guns aren't even the issue. It's, yeah, because the thing is, like, you know, if you, even if you did ban guns and like illegalize them, criminals or like anyone, they're gonna find a way to like harm people. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. Exactly. So taking you know gun control and all that stuff it just makes no sense i think that you know we should have a a um god what's the word i can't even think of it i feel like they should make it harder for people to get guns i really do i feel like only people that have gone through certain courses and all that stuff should be able to you know um use a, a handgun or you know I really don't feel like anybody should be able to use an assault rifle. Right. Um, I'm military and I, you know, I just got out. So I, I know how to use an assault rifle, but there's a reason that I know how to use an assault rifle. You know, I was fending for my life. You know, we're on right. American soil, dude. It's not needed. There's no assault rifle needed, you know. And yes, you know, all the rednecks are probably going to attack me on this. Um <laughs> But, you know, you don't need to fucking shoot beer cans with a fucking M16. I'm sorry. You just don't. You know, there's, there's no fucking point. <clears throat> but honestly, I feel like they, they should just make like uh, make it harder for people to get guns. Um, I feel like it would be a lot better to have, you know, maybe military personnel um, only with subject weapons. Um, and maybe, you know, uh, if you're going to be a civilian, at least go through a, a course or something on how to actually handle a handgun because it's sad, dude, 70% of Americans don't know how to shoot a gun and they act like they do. And I feel like if we, um, if we had like these courses, right, that taught people how to use guns, there would be less like shootings, you know? Exactly. So like, uh, dude, I want to know, um, tell me more about your, your time in the military. Like, what did you do and all that? Why did you join? Um, I mean, I, my, my career was cut short. I got, right. uh, medically separated, um, with a brain tumor and, and got actually med is what they call it, um, out of, out of my unit. Uh, so I got sent home after probably a year, two years. Um, uh, basically what I did, man, I was just so gung ho about joining. I'd always wanted to join the military and, um, I wanted, you know, the best branch. So I went, I went for the Marine Corps. Um, and I, I, dude, honestly, I just got so tired of seeing, you know, um, all the shootings and all that kind of stuff that were going down, you know, um, whenever I was little and nine 11 really sparked me, um, because, you know, I was in kindergarten watching that oh. and it, it really, it really, you know, killed me, uh, to, to watch, you know, little things like that. So, um, yeah, man, with all that being said, I told my mom when I was like 13, I was like, if anything else happens, you know, the next time this happens, as soon as I turn 18, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join, you know, and my mom knew like from day one that I was going to join and all that stuff. But I, um, I'm, I'm a, a firm believer in Christ, man. I, uh, I, I'm very religious and, um, I believe that, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason. 
So in that case, do you believe in the butterfly effect? Um, I, you know, honestly, I, I really don't know what the butterfly effect is. So you I want me to like quickly explain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically like, um, like the smallest thing you do can have like a huge impact. So let's, let's, let's like, a, let's, let me give you an easy example. So about me contacting you, be like me like fucking DMing you. If I, let's say, if I woke up two minutes beforehand and decided to eat this, I wouldn't have um, thought, hmm, I'm going to DM Fonty. That type of thing. Oh, dude, definitely. I definitely believe in the butterfly effect, man. There's there's times where I'll come home after selling like $30,000, you know, in a day. And I'm like, yo, I wore those socks yesterday. I'm going to wear these socks again today, you know, because they helped me with, with that. Like, yeah, no, I completely understand that. Yeah, so I definitely I definitely agree with it. So let's talk a bit more about your uh, – your. so you played a decoy in, in one of Yugi's videos, right? Was it just one or like multiple? Uh, no, it was, it was just one, uh, but you know, I've been with the team for a while and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it, that was just the first video. Yeah. Let's talk more about like what exactly went down in that for those of that don't know. Um, I mean, so basically in a nutshell, we, we pride our, you know, our content and stuff. And basically in a nutshell, man, it, there was, there was some drama going on between two dudes and, um, I actually, you know, had had the honor of getting in between and trying to figure out exactly what was going on. Um, and through, through the, you know, the episode, as you can kind of watch, um, we, you know, we sat there and, and thought about, you know, the guy scamming us and all that kind of stuff. Well, I kind of believed him, you know, because I, I've been an outsider before. I've literally tried to tell people things like that before. Um, you know, mine were true. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, I kind of felt for the guy. Um, when in fact, you know, kind of turned out to, uh, to bite me in the ass, uh, because I was, I was pretty, pretty livid after the first, you know, after the first like 10 minutes of the guy after right. we found out he was lying. So like in the video, like you all, we all know it goes down. So did you ever swing in that or like, did you just tackle him? I don't really know what happened. Uh, d say that again. Yeah. So like, you know how, like, um, I think his name is Tommy, right? Right. Yeah, so when he swung, did you, like, did you swoop in and just, like, tackle him? Like, what did you do? Man, honestly, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to hurt anybody or right. anything like that. Um, I was just trying to, you know, uh, I guess you say mitigate the problem. Right. Um, so, basically, what I was trying to do was just get the guy away from him. In fact, uh, there was part of the video you can watch. Uh, he actually grabs my, my ear, and oh. he starts pulling on my ear, like, like almost like he was like trying to rip my ear off. And at that point I put him in headlock and just would not let go. Um, you know, there was, there was a couple times where, you know, Jay and all that stuff, who's no longer with us anymore. Um, they were trying to pull, you know, pull me off of him and then they couldn't do it because, you know, I just had such a death grip on him. So I just want to know um, what's your relationship with Tommy right now? Cause I was looking down in the comment section. Everyone was like, kind of like rooting for you guys in kind of like a bromance way, you know? Yeah, of course. No, Tommy's really cool. I, I still talk to him, you know, every day or anything like that. But um, I, I do, you know, communicate back and forth with him. I know he's working on music and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he's a great guy. Great guy. Have you talked to like Yokes? Because I know he does music too. Oh, dude, Yokes is, Yokes is, uh, is, is one, of my, one of my homies for sure. Uh, every time I go to LA and all that stuff, we always hang out and, 
all that kind of stuff. To be honest, dude, the whole entire team really hangs out. Um, we're, we're like one giant family. Yeah, I know. I'm, I always see you guys on, like, especially, like, Sergio's and I think Madeline. You guys are always uh-huh. together. So I'm just wondering. So, you know, obviously you guys, most of you guys, I think, you guys came from nothing, right? Right. So some for someone like like that came from nothing, like, what, what tips would you give that wants to get from, like, point A to point fucking Z? Um, to get to point Z, man, you just got to believe in yourself. I feel like that's definitely, um, that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to doubt you and all that kind of stuff. You know, whenever I got my big break and all that stuff, I was in high school. So it was, you know, I started, you know, growing followers and all this stuff. And, you know, people will put, try to put you down no matter what you're doing. And you just got to realize that um, every single time that, you know, uh, you do something good, there's always going to be a bad outcome, uh, I guess you could say, because there's always those uh, haters, I guess you could say, um, or the people who criticize you and all that kind of stuff um, just because they're jealous. So honestly, I would just say you... You just have to believe in what you're doing and whatever you're, you know, whatever you're doing, make sure that you do it at 100% and don't hold back. Sure, dude. And um, I forgot what I was going to ask. So in terms of, you know, like you blowing up and all that, like your big break, was that something that happened like in one night or was it just like a continuous thing that, you know, that happened? Um, Mine was mine was kind of in a span of like three weeks. Right. Uh, so I went from, you know, uh, complete you know, zero following all that kind of stuff on every platform to, um, 30,000 on an app within three weeks, just because I was broadcasting for eight hours a day straight. I mean, I was, you know, I was just talking to people and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, I grew a platform on that and then just kind of, you know, um, used it to my advantage. And then I kind of, you know, met other people and all that stuff who connected me to other things. Yeah, what was your what was your feeling like when you like um, when you collabed with someone that was like huge? Because I remember when I um when you like responded to my DM, I was like oh like freaking out, I was like holy shit, this this is the dude from UD and all that, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, I appreciate it. Um, uh, probably one of my biggest freakouts, I guess you could say, was um one of my one of my uh, one of my friends. Uh, he's actually like one of my friends now. His name is Kyle Massey. He was on That's a Raven. Um, you know, I I met him. And, uh, you know, he kind of connected me to other people and all that stuff. But yeah, dude, whenever I, uh, when I met him for the first time, I was like, dude, like I used to watch, you know, <laughs> I never told him that or anything like that, but I was like, dude, I used to watch you, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, he ended up, you know, you just got to realize that like when you're in that industry and all that stuff, you can't freak out. Um, there, you know, even if like Bieber walks in or like anybody else like that, you have to treat them like, you know, humans, they are humans and you, they, they still deserve respect and all that stuff. It's not. It's not like you hold them to a high standard or anything just because they have a, a label on them, you know. Um, and I feel like a lot of people forget that. Wait, before you guys click off of this podcast, I just want to say one thing. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. It means so much to me, guys. Now, unfortunately, Fonty did have to go to check on his girlfriend just to uh, make sure she was okay. But, yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned for part two of the Fonty interview. And, guys... If you have any crazy stories you want to tell or, you know, you just want to be on this podcast, um, then, guys, just go on Instagram, follow me, jared.vr, and, you know, just send me a DM, and you'll most likely be on the podcast. But anyways, guys, hope you have a wonderful day, and thank you so much.